Hey, Soma Church. Thanks so much for tuning in to Soma's podcast. My name is Robin McKinnon, and I'm really excited to have been invited to share a little bit with you about how we can be a healing presence within our families and our communities, especially during a time of such heightened anxiety. This is a really, a really, um, appropriate topic for our family right now because last week we experienced a week that was really laden with all kinds of um, strong emotions, uh, anxiety about the future, some grieving over some chapters that are closing, and it was really something that was felt amongst all eight of us, both my husband, Christian, myself, and then our six children, um, and so on last week, Thursday morning, Christian woke up early and said, I'm going to clear my schedule for the day and let's invite the kids to do the same thing because we need a day to circle up and, um, to share, to pray and really to heal. And so under his direction under his leadership, we um, we did just that, and we decided as a family to spend the day floating on the White River. So, if you've never been floating before, picture um, eight of us in inner tubes that were situated in a circle. We had connectors connecting each inner tube to each other. In the center, we had a inner tube that had our cooler filled with lunch and snacks inside of it, and we set off to float in the White River, um, and we floated for almost four hours. And so as we pushed away from the bank and we began floating, we just opened up space for each person to share what was going on in their lives, what was on their hearts, how they were feeling. There was space for us to ask questions um, to help people clarify and um, and and really sharpen what they were feeling, and then we just had time to encourage each other and pray for each other, and we left the river different than we had entered. We left the river um, feeling peaceful, feeling supported, and connected, and really some healing took place. And so we want to talk about. What are some steps? What are some practical steps of incorporating that into the dailiness of our lives? God really spoke the vision to Christian and I of being a home that was a refuge, that was an embassy of the King. Um, as we studied his word, and in particular, as we studied Jesus and his real draw to a town called Bethany. So Bethany was a town that was a few miles away from Jerusalem. And often when Jesus was traveling to Jerusalem, he would choose to stay the night in Bethany as opposed to in the city. And uh, we loved, as we studied this years ago, really discovering that um, the, the reasons for that were, one, some of Jesus's very best friends, Mary and Martha and Lazarus, lived in Bethany, and they loved to open their home to Jesus so that he could spend time with them. And it was far enough from the city that it was a place where Jesus could rest. So we love picturing that 
that this home in Bethany was a place where Jesus could just unwind, a place where he felt known and loved and cared for. And it was a place that he was drawn to, that he wanted to return to. And as we studied and learned about that, God really birthed a vision for our home that we would be a Bethany, a place of refuge, a place of healing, not only for those that live within our walls, but also those who um, are in our community. And so we began to really become intentional about making that happen. And so I'm excited to share just a few of the things that we have incorporated into our culture, into our DNA. Please hear that we do these very imperfectly. And there's so much that we're still growing in and so much that we get wrong. And yet we, um, we strive toward the goal that the Father has placed in front of us. So first, um, that one of the first things that we did is we really became intentional about becoming a culture, a, a culture like Bethany, um, was to become a questioning culture. So here's what I mean about that. We are very purposeful in asking lots of open-ended questions to those that are um, within our family and then those who come um, and and hang out or stay. So it's really common in our house for you to hear us ask each other, how's your heart? How do you feel about X, Y, and Z? What's on your mind? What was the best thing that happened for you today? In fact, um, our, our tradition at mealtimes is to ask each other to share your rose, your bud, and your thorn. So your rose is the best thing that happened. Your thorn is the thing that that was the worst about the day, the thing that stunk. And your bud, what are you really looking forward to? What's, what, what are you hoping in? And so we are constantly asking questions. And, and as we continue to ask questions, and so I think about this specifically within the realm of our family, it's become really um, common for us to then be able to share really authentically because this is just part of the culture. The other part of that, the part that goes hand in hand with really establishing a questioning culture is really being sure that there's a listening culture as well. So our goal with listening is to seek to understand. So truly listening takes so much time. It takes discipline, but it is crazy important. I have a story from my own um, youth when I was in high school. I remember coming home, um, I think it was a freshman, and my mom was in the kitchen and she was was doing, you know, cooking and busy about um, her work. And I'm sure I entered as a pretty self-absorbed 14-year-old just ready to, to share everything that happened in my day. And I imagine that what I was sharing was probably pretty unimportant, but I was excited to share it with my mom. And so I was sitting at the table and I was talking to her and I was sharing what had happened in the day. And she had her back to me. She was working at the counter and um, she was she was, you know, responding like, oh, really, that's interesting. And when at, at a pause that I took into in that conversation, I remember this so distinctly. My mom turned and said, did you put your clothes away yet? 
And I remember in that moment thinking, you have not listened to me and probably pretty unfairly, but yet it was still my reality. It was like I, I, I created um, a story in my head that what I had to say or what was happening in my life was not important to my mom. And it took a lot of years for me to undo that story. It was that really simple mistake. Now, if I had had some healthy um, communication skills established, I could have expressed that hurt and we could have worked it through. But instead, I clearly remember making a decision to just not share anymore. And it altered the course of our relationship for a few years. And so I think a lot of my own life, like this importance of feeling listened to, of feeling understood. Third, um, we really, really work regularly to be sure that the concept of forgiveness, both asking for it and extending it, is um, embedded in the culture of our home and with those that are in our community. Both Christian and I ask regularly, and by regularly, I mean almost daily, forgiveness, either from each other or from our kids or from someone that's in our community. And we recognize this practice of of really quickly going and asking forgiveness when we mess up as a supporting pillar of a home that is like Bethany. I regularly go to my children and ask forgiveness and because I have sinned against them. Just yesterday, I was talking with my son, Mason, who's nine years old, and I used a tone that was harsh and I had to circle back and, and ask forgiveness for my tone. And then the concept of grace, like him just saying to me, I forgive you, mom. I'm sorry too, because I know that I was, you know, X, Y, Z. That is huge in creating safety so that our homes can be a place of healing. We've actually incorporated this um, concept of forgiveness and grace into our family circle at times together in the evening. We call it brother offended. And we have just regular space set aside where we can ask forgiveness from each other if there's any lingering offense. Often what we find in those times is that the person that the offense was was done to doesn't even realize or it had been no big deal. But the fact that we're keeping our hearts sensitive to the Holy Spirit's leading and being sure that we are um, living in the right way with each other is is hugely important. There's so many other things that I want to share, um, but for the sake of time, let me end with this. In our home, for all who enter, we seek, we make it our goal, to affirm identity. We want people in our home, our children, our, my spouse, and I know Christian wants it for me, for, for those who enter our home, we want them to know what God feels about them. And we want them to know how we feel about them. We want them to be honored and celebrated as image bearers. And we do that through lavishing encouragement, grace, and truth upon them. 
We do that through praying over those that are in our home. A healing culture is one that points all to the healer. Let me close this in prayer. Lord Jesus, will you open our eyes to those that are around us, whether that's a roommate or a friend, a family member, Lord, who is struggling, who's feeling anxious, someone in our circle, Lord, that we can um, be your hands and feet to today. Would you give us that courage? Would you give us the compassion and the empathy to be able to reach out, to create space, Lord? Would you use us as as agents of healing in each other's lives? We ask this in your holy name. Amen. Amen.